Hello, welcome to the All Good Things Podcast. This is part two of episode two of Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, the extended edition. Um, so uh, I put a pin in it and uh, we're picking things back up. So I've been talking about in the past episode, or part one, uh, we talked about Lex and Superman and uh, Batman. And now I'm just going to talk about a couple other characters and um, some other key points of the movie of uh, why I really like this movie. So... Um, so let's talk about Jeremy Irons as Alfred. A, he is great. I love this depiction of Alfred. Um, you know, I, I didn't think I could love anybody beyond Michael Caine because he was an amazing Alfred in the Batman uh, trilogy, the Dark Knight trilogy from Christopher Nolan, um, who is, is, I mean, I, I get tears in my eyes at the end of uh, the Dark Knight uh, Rises, but uh, Alfred, Alfred is great. Or, excuse me, Michael Caine as Alfred is, is great. But Jeremy, Jeremy Irons uh, has done a great job putting something new into Alfred being, uh, you know, more, um, uh, I, you know, I'm going to guess he has more of a military background and maybe uh, uh, an engineering background of some form um, as he's uh, always, you know, fixing uh, Batman's things here and uh, working behind the scenes um, uh, with Batman doing uh, remote operations of uh, his, uh, his Batwing and, and things like that. So um, so this is, this is a really cool depiction um, of Alfred. And uh, Jeremy Irons' delivery of some of his lines, uh, so, so sarcastic in so many ways, it's just, this is just great. I wish you could uh, um, add, you know, 30 minutes of Jeremy Irons just being Alfred in this movie. I think it would have been awesome. So I, I hope uh, I hope we end up getting a Ben Affleck and Jeremy Irons in a Batman solo film uh, coming down the road. I, I, I hope that continues to happen um, because I would uh, love to see these guys uh, just, just continue on uh, in these roles. Um, so uh, uh, let's see. Um the next thing I wanted to talk about is Wonder Woman. Uh, so we get to see Wonder Woman, uh, Diana Prince, uh, for the first time. Um, I hope uh, all of you have seen the solo Wonder Woman movie. It is fantastic. Uh, Gal Gadot, Gadot, I'm not sure how she pronounces it. I've heard it both ways. Um, is just great as this character and uh you know we see the introduction here and um uh you know she's uh, very mysterious uh you know at the uh party at lex's house and then at some uh museum um but uh when she comes in uh as wonder woman to fight at the end uh it's uh, just awesome and um this this Again, is uh, you know, again, as I mentioned with these, I don't want to complain. Uh, I don't want to talk negatively about things, but this is one of those things. It's the first time that we've seen all three of these characters on screen at once: Batman, Superman, and uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, the first time we've seen a live-action version of this, and uh, I really, really wish that Warner Brothers had held out and not shown that in 
the uh, trailers. Uh, you know, it, you know, they could have shown a, a shot of her to let her, people know that she's in the movie, but the uh, getting that scene for the first time would have been so cool uh, to see in the uh, theater um, without having had it spoiled in the um, in the trailers. But you know, whatever. So um, uh, she's fantastic, and uh, you know, I, th I think we pro probably everybody can agree that we just all want more uh, Wonder Woman um, in the future and in future films, and whether she's a um, supporting role or her own uh, standalone films, uh, I think I think we all just want more of that. Um, so. Um, we come to the part of the movie where she or Bruce Wayne goes and uh, tries to hack into Lex's servers and, and uh, he steals all the information and he finds the files on uh, Wonder Woman, Flash, and Aquaman and uh, Cyborg. And... Um, she, he decrypts everything and then he sends the info over to um, Diana and she's looking at it and uh, everybody's sitting there saying, oh, why would Lex, you know, create these uh, folders with icons on them with their logos and everything. And I, I have to admit, at first, um, I uh, kind of thought the same thing. I thought that was a little cheesy at first. And then, then it occurred to me, um, and especially if you go and watch uh, Suicide Squad um, but they actually give it to you in this in this movie um, when the Senators first come to Lex's uh, to LexCorp um, they uh, he's sitting there explaining to them about kryptonite and everything and Lex says uh, you know there's not just one you know there's more of these people out there and then the senator says, uh, you're talking about the metahuman thesis. And that right there is the giveaway, is that Lex didn't create these folders. These are just folders that he had on his system, on, on his computer. These are uh, probably files that he stole from the government. Um, because we find out in Suicide Squad that the government knows about all these people. So they have files on all these people, and they probably have either they were the ones that probably created the logos or they uh, found uh, the logos somewhere in pictures, reconnaissance, whatever they have you, um, of why they, they show that information there. So, so you know, people complain about it, and I myself kind of you know, thought it was a little kooky at, at first, but then, you know, when you go back and look at it, you know, the, these are probably all files from the government that Lex stole. Uh, so, um, so keep that in mind there that Lex probably did not just create this, uh, conveniently, uh, labeled, uh, and logoed, uh, folders and whatnot. Um, so, uh, something that I think they, uh, gave us, um, as a little bit of a tease, you know, we don't know what it is or what happened, but, um, 
you know, we see Wayne Manor has, you know, I don't know if it's burned part of the way down. It's it's definitely collapsed. Most of the roof is, is collapsed, uh, and it's definitely, you know, not inhabited by anybody. Um, that's just something that I want to know more about. I, I want to know what happened, um, and that being teased in the movie, I think uh, it was just really cool. Um, and uh, so give me more of that somewhere down the road Warner Brothers I, I really want to see the story of of what happened during uh, during that whole uh, destruction um, and uh, so it's pretty cool that Bruce is living kind of like in a, his own little kind of penthouse on the same grounds though so he's still utilizing the back cave and and everything so that's that's pretty cool so uh, let's talk about the nightmare scene. Um, so you know, there's uh, the scene where Bruce, um, you know, is he asleep? Is he dreaming this? Um, does he have some kind of premonition? Um, here's my take on things. I think that. These are visions that are put in his head. Um, I, th I think it's a dream, but I think that uh, somebody's putting these visions into his head. And um, if I remember comics correctly, I think that's a power that Darkseid, who is uh, um, a big bad in this universe, and I think that's a power that he has to kind of manipulate thoughts or to manipulate what people think, and um, and so um, that's definitely a possibility. I don't think it's a premonition. I think, or at least he doesn't have that power. I think these are just thoughts that are somebody's putting this into his head. So um, it's a cool scene. Um, it is kind of weirdly placed in the movie um, in that, you know, we don't really know what's going on. Um, but I think that it, the only real purpose of it in the movie is to just, again, further um, his suspicion of uh, Superman and that thinking that he's, um, this is what's going to happen if he continues to reign uh, on his own and, and not be uh, put down. And so I think that's the main purpose of this scene. Um, although, again, I think somebody, something is putting these visions in his head, um, trying to give him a glimpse of what could happen in the future. Um, uh, and, you know, we see him killing in it and everything, you know, and we also kind of assume this is a future of some sort. And so, you know, again, if you kind of put the fact that, you know, maybe he's looking past his old traditional views of, of no killing because he's now in an ap apocalyptic world, you know, this, this isn't, you know, our world anymore. Everything's gone to hell. And so, um, so I think that's important to note of why he, you know, might be killing people in that in that uh, in that scene. And then we see just after that, um, we see um, the Flash, uh, and we see him uh, trying to warn um, uh, Bruce about it and telling him that he's got to find us all and whatnot. And uh, so it'd be interesting to see if that. 
is tied in anywhere down the road. You know, if that's something that somehow happens with Flashpoint uh, in the Flash movie, or if it happens in some future um, Justice League movie or something like that, um, it would be kind of cool um, to see why um, why Barry has to come back and warn him. Um, if there's some event that happens in the future that is causing him to come back and, and him saying, Oh, am I too soon? Um, you know, am I too soon to, to warn you about something? And, and who knows it, it could, he could be there to warn about something that has yet to happen. Um, even though the events in this movie have taken place as they have. So, um, if we assume that, you know, everybody probably assumes that he's there to warn him about not killing Superman. You know, at the time, Bruce probably thinks that he is warning him about Superman because he's saying, you're right, you're right about him. Um, but, uh, you know, it could be taken all kinds of different ways. So uh, I, I hope that's something that pays off down the road um, and more so than just something looking cool in the movie. Um, I didn't mention this when I was talking about Lex in the uh, in the uh, part one uh, of the episode here, um, but uh, the music um, that was used that uh, Hans Zimmer wrote um, it is uh, it's like a opposite to Superman's music, and I think that's really cool. Um, you know, it's uh, similar motifs, but you know, in different uh, you know different intervals. Um, of the, you know the notes are in different intervals than they are uh, in the uh, Superman's uh, music, um, but uh, it's uh, you can tell it's 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 meant to be an opposite if you play them back to back and uh, whatnot. So uh, really really cool choice um, by Hans Zimmer there, and uh, Wonder Woman's music is just fantastic. It's it's so rocking and and uh, and uh, I, I I love it too. Um, so, uh, as I mentioned in part one, that, uh, the point when Superman goes to, uh, charge against Doomsday and ultimately, uh, is killed, that I think that that's the point that Superman, that Kal-El becomes Superman in this story, um, that he's, again, not Superman until that point. Um, throughout these two movies through Man of Steel and now. Uh, he's Kal-El and Clark Kent, but he's not really Superman until that instant. Um, I also think that that is the same... Well, the, it's uh, kind of a morphing, not a, an exact instant, but when Bruce decides, when Batman decides to not kill Superman from that point up until when Superman sacrifices himself that's when I believe that Batman transitions back into his old self uh, where he realizes that he was wrong uh, he made some mistakes um, and he has to pay for them and he has to do right by Superman. As he mentions at the end of the movie, he said, I didn't do him right when he's alive, but I'm going to do right by him and his death. And so, um, that's, that's the transition that we get. 
for Batman in this movie is that he flips back into being Batman. And uh, you kind of see that going forward in the uh, Suicide Squad. Uh, you know, I don't want to talk a lot about that, but there's a couple of Batman scenes in there, and they're uh, very cool. And uh, I think it uh, kind of furthers the point of him, uh, you know, changing back to his, you know, you know killing people, um, traditional Batman uh, you know, let's be smart about things. Let's, let's, uh, figure things out. Let's, uh, uh, work things out in our head. And then, uh, certainly we'll, uh, beat some people down, but we'll stop at that point of no killing. And I, and, uh, I hope they, uh, I hope they, uh, do that. That's, that's my personal opinion about what's going on, uh, with the transformation of Batman in that, in that instant. And, uh, you know, Wonder Woman makes a transition, too. You know, we don't really, uh, obviously, get a lot of her backstory, but she kind of, you know, um, we, we do, obviously, in her solo film, but in this movie in itself, you know, it's, it's uh, uh, you know, not that evident about what's going on, but she's trying to stay hidden, but um, she makes that transition during the fight as well as that um, she's back to protect people and, um, and, and rejoin this world. Um, so... Uh, it's interesting. You've got Superman who leaves and sacrifice. He sacrifices himself and leaves this world. Whereas Batman and Wonder Woman, uh, I would argue, uh, return to this world, uh, all at the same time when that's, uh, happening. So, um, so pretty, pretty cool. And, uh, uh, so, you know, they don't really spoil things that or they do spoil that superman will come back you just don't see it you know at the end when they're burying him and uh you know uh, lois is uh throwing dirt onto the coffin you all of a sudden you see some uh some dirt rise so obviously uh superman will be back in some shape or fashion uh in a, in, a, in another movie here most likely justice league uh but um uh, you know, some people argued that they should have not shown anything, and but you know, hey, it's Superman. You know, they're gonna bring him back. <laughs> you know, uh, you're you're crazy to think that they wouldn't. Um, I uh, I forgot to mention this earlier, or in the uh, uh, part one uh, when uh, talking about Lex's plan, um, but the whole uh, bat branding thing. Uh, you know, this is, again, you know, in the extended edition, this is a subplot. And, uh, you know, Batman is branding people, don't don't get me wrong, but he is not branding them um, to give them a death sentence. That That's something cooked up by Lex, the whole death sentence thing. Uh, and, in fact, you see that somebody gets paid off to kill uh, the guy that uh, gets branded that uh, earlier in the movie. So, um, so keep that in mind too. That, that was something that people complain about uh, in the theatrical release. But if you watch the extended edition, you kind of understand what's going on uh, with that. Um, of course, now the whole branding thing is something more extreme than, uh, he has done in the past and, and, you know, Alfred even points out to him, say, you know, Hey, uh, things have changed. Yeah. We used to not brand people. Um, but, uh, um, 
I think uh, Lex is just using that as a tool to, uh, you know, to further help um, Clark uh, get angry at uh, Batman and, and uh, try to get them to, to fight. Um, so the costumes uh, in these uh, in this movie are, are awesome. Wonder Woman's outfit's awesome. I've uh, really liked the the redesign of Superman's outfit um, as a whole from Man of Steel on into this movie. Um, and uh, and Batman looks fantastic. I mean, it's it's the best uh, I think Batman costume that we've had. Uh, I I thought that the Dark Knight uh, was really cool when they uh, kind of kind of morph the cow into more of a helmet um but uh but this costume it's it's the most comic uh book like costume that i think anybody's ever seen uh put on film and uh with them doing things like uh the voice modulator um inside to, to show why i would have a different voice i think is is really cool um honestly i kind of thought that that might be what <laughs> Christian Bale was trying to do, although I guess really um, he really was just trying to make his voice sound different uh, as far as in the storyline uh, goes, not just the way he's acting it. That's actually him just Bruce Wayne changing his voice as Batman. But uh, the voice modulator is pretty cool. Uh, it's the right way to do it, I think. Um, and, um, you know, this... this depiction of batman in this movie um is probably i would say the scariest depiction i i think um the way he kind of hides in the corners and hides in the dark i mean i think that's really what batman would do you know to strike fear into the hearts of criminals and whatnot so so the way they depicted him and making him a much uh, scarier uh looking batman i think was uh really really well done and uh and i think that's the right way to do the character um so uh so good job uh with uh zack snyder on the on the direction on that so um uh, I think that's pretty much all that I uh, want to talk about as far as Batman vs Superman. I mean, you know, the infight is, you know, what it is. Uh, you know, we see Doomsday. I was, um, you know, a little little surprised that they decided to do the uh, death of Superman um, in this uh, in this movie, but um, uh, you know, I'm sure that Zack Snyder has a, has a grand vision for um, the arc uh, that's happening and. and um, that is an, that's another point is that these movies they're an arc you know this this isn't just standalone movies here this is something starting with man of steel carrying into batman versus superman and continuing on into justice league and uh so so this is a chapter two um of of a big story here uh, and um you know people again need to, to think of that when they're watching all these movies is that watch them as a standalone yes but also remember that they're chapters um, of something so um, just because something doesn't uh, answer it in one movie or or doesn't look right or something like that doesn't mean it's not going to get answered in another movie you know uh, same thing happens in other uh 
movies like Star Wars and the new trilogy here. You know, there's a lot of people that complain about Episode Seven, but um, you know, it's the first of three movies. You know, come on, people. There's there's going to be things answered in parts two and parts three, and so so you gotta you gotta remember that when you're watching these. So. Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, I, I, I really liked it. I think it's a great film. Man of Steel, great film. So give these movies another shot. Um, look at them with fresh eyes. I think that um, you'll find them much more entertaining. Um, and uh, if you, you kind of think about these things that are going on in the background or these other ways of looking at this and whatnot. So uh, so good job to Zack Snyder and team. I hope they continue uh, on with, the, with uh, the more DC films. Um, I think you're doing a great job and uh, and keep it up. I love these things and I love these movies, so I can't wait to see more of them. Um, so for now, all good things have come to an end, and we'll see you later. Thanks.